Welcome to Jane Unchained, featuring best-selling author, TV journalist, and JaneUnchained.com founder, Jane Velez Mitchell. In the next few minutes, you'll hear a secret solution to the problems that plague our world. If you want to revolutionize your life, get truly joyful, and jump to the next phase of human evolution, all it takes is one simple choice. Now, here's your host, Jane Velez Mitchell. Welcome! It is a beautiful day here in Southern California, uh, but there's a lot of severe weather all around the world, and it's only going to get worse unless we wake up, wake up to the horrific impact that animal agriculture is having on our environment. It is the leading cause of habitat destruction, deforestation, wildlife extinction, not to mention human world hunger and human disease. Here is a gentleman who has got an incredible plan to change all that, Jeff Harris, who is the co-CEO, one of the founders of Plant Power Fast Food, a fast-growing, 100% vegan uh, fast food restaurant. Take Hello, it away. everybody. Tell us, tell us all about it. Uh, thank you, Jane. It's great to be with you here today. I really appreciate it. Um, well, the story goes back a few years. You know, I've been a vegetarian for about 43 years and maybe a vegan for 23 or 24 years. And uh, I'm one of those people driving down the road all the time uh, looking at fast food joints like, you know, In-N-Out Burger and Burger King and McDonald's and just realizing that they're not for me. Um, so a lot of us who have embarked on a plant-based lifestyle um, understand that there's not much out there when you're kind of traveling through the world. And also, my partners and I have been aware that there's so many people out there that would rather eat a lighter plant-based meal than the meat and dairy that they generally get from fast food. So our idea was um, to impact as many people as we possibly could um, by giving people a plant-based, cruelty-free version of the fast food that they're used to, stuff that they're familiar with, like uh, burgers, fries, shakes, I'm using air quotes, chicken tenders, um, salads and wraps and desserts. Um, so we wanted to meet people where they are, and most people, not our vegan friends, but most people um, are in the drive through lane of these fast food, food restaurants. And so we wanted to bring something new and kind of revolutionary to the world. Well, it's absolutely amazing. You have three restaurants. Correct me if I say anything wrong. You have one in San Diego, one in Encinitas, and one in Redlands. That's and correct. And you're going to be opening one in Long Beach. That's this right. is absolutely incredible. Great timing. Yes. Um, the Economist has says 2019 will be the year of the vegan. It's exploding amongst yeah. millennials, Gen Zers, and uh, also people who are over 60 and over 50. People are waking up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a big transformation. Years ago when I first had this idea and I said to people, vegan fast food, everybody said, no way, man. That's not going to happen. That, people would never be interested in something like that. And then 10, 11 years since I've been kind of working on this, uh, our world has been transformed. You know, we have Impossible Burger and Beyond Meat and even uh, fast food chains are starting to get into the vegan racket along with us, which is actually great news. Now, I want to say something, full disclosure. Before I started this nonprofit, Jane and Jane News Network, which is a 501c3, I was interviewing you back when it was just me, yeah. and um, <laughs> I was so impressed by what you were doing, I became a micro-investor, which means I personally invested $5,000 in plant power fast food, and my production company, Eastwood Enterprises, invested $5,000 in uh, plant power fast food. I want to say that for full transparency so that there's no 
uh, appearance of a conflict of interest. I'm not suggesting anyone <clears throat> invest in anything. We are talking about a movement that is literally um, going to determine whether we as a human species yes. survive. Yes. Uh, we see every day. Now, finally, mainstream media. I saw NBC News uh, just recently said we have to switch to a plant-based diet. Uh, they've pretty much ignored this issue for, for since time immemorial. Uh, CNN just issued something about switching to a plant-based diet. The Economist, as you as we just mentioned, has said 2019 is the year of the vegan. Yeah. You're there in the marketplace. You're seeing people come in. What are you noticing about the trends, Jeff? <clears throat> well, here's the most exciting thing, Jane. We, ne we never did this to convert the vegans. We're already converted. We always wanted to do this to kind of reach out to people who hadn't even considered a vegan or a vegetarian or a plant-based or cruelty-free lifestyle. So the most exciting thing for us is to understand that 85 or 90% or 90 of our customers are not vegans or vegetarians, and they're giving plant-based food a shot. And we love talking to them. And what, I, what I'm seeing is there's a shift right now. And I know, look, the fast food gives us an opportunity that we might not have otherwise. If people were coming to Jeff's Vegan Shack and getting a, a bowl of brown rice and sprouts and tofu, they may not, they may not come. So we're, because we're meeting people where they are and giving them a kind of tasty fast food, people feel that they can, they can come here and check it out. And we're very specific about being non-judgmental and open and loving and letting people come in, um, you know, without trying to preach or teach. For us, the food and the love of the, is the message. And as a result of that, we're seeing a lot of our customers ask us questions. Well, wait a minute. So there's no meat products here? Why are you doing this? Are you a vegan? How long have you been a vegan? So we're starting to see normal folks that might not normally be associated with the vegan or plant-based movement, and maybe people that don't even have a lot of consciousness about being cruelty-free, start to have their consciousness impacted by having a really positive experience with plant-based food. So it's, it's a joy for us. We're having a great time. Well, I told you to take off your glasses and now I'm putting on mine. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the hypocrisy. Um, but uh, Shannon Blair says, shared, shared, shared. Please share this video. Thank you, Shannon. I don't say non-vegan friends. I say they haven't gone vegan yet. And right. Sarah Kidd says, yay, great news. Timothy Wright says, we need <coughs> vegan comfort food in Palm Springs. I was surprised how little vegan options there are here. Timothy Wright, there is Tanya's Kitchen, which uh, Tanya Petrovna, who comes from a family of chefs and who's one of the top vegan chefs in the nation, has Tanya's Kitchen there in Palm Springs. And there's also a Native Foods, and there's also another place. But, um, yes. We love Palm Springs. I was, I was there recently, and I looked around, and I thought, wow, this would be a great spot for plant power. So don't give up. Don't give up on us. We got you in mind. And Redlands is not too far away. So stop on by if you can. Let, let me ask you, though, where are you going? I'll ask you a provocative question. So we right. profile vegan restaurants and regular restaurants, uh, pre-vegan restaurants is what I call them, offering <laughs> vegan options. We were just last week or the week before we were at Carl's Jr., which is now offering a Beyond Meat burger. And Incredible. guess what? It tastes great. <laughs> Do you see that as uh, posing a threat to your business or not? Well, you know, it's funny. Um, ultimately, the goal in doing this is to get more people to explore a plant-based diet, which is, as we know, cruelty-free as opposed to a meat and dairy diet. So we have to be thrilled and we have to be happy that people like McDonald's or Del Taco or Taco Bell are jumping into that. 
every movement towards converting more people to a plant-based diet and exposing people to that is a great step. So there's that. So we want to see a world where there's more and more of that. Um, as a business, obviously, um, we can look at that as a competitive threat, but we actually don't do that at all. Plant Power Fast Food is, a, is an authentic, fully vegan, fully plant-based, fully cruelty-free, and also fully sustainable brand. So even though fast food giants are jumping in and we welcome them to do more and more plant-based food, we still think that our brand has a certain kind of authenticity um, and intention that will resonate with a lot of people as they begin to explore new food and lifestyle choices. And so, you asked, I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. Well, you asked where we were going and, and we never got into this with the idea of building five or 10 or even 20 restaurants, even though we're thrilled that we've gone from three crazy guys with a dream. By the way, I'm going to mention my partners, Mitch Wallace and Zach Boga, who are geniuses. You know, we began with three, three guys with a dream and we have three restaurants, two more opening up soon. 2020 is going to be very strong for us. So we're excited to be at restaurant number three and then four and five coming soon. But we did this to go into what's called the QSR, quick service restaurant or fast food restaurant space. In the U.S., um, the fast food industry is about $290 billion a year. I get different estimates from different Google sites, but it's way over $200 billion a year. Uh, over a million people in the U.S. eat at a fast food restaurant every day. So we didn't do this to open up 5 or 10 or 15 or even 20 restaurants. We really did this to ultimately build a company and a structure and an organization that was capable of ultimately having hundreds of restaurants or more. Well, let me um, ask you this question. We are getting all these commentaries saying, great for California, what about the rest of us? <clears throat> when I put the camera on you, I'm sharing this. I just shared it with some Facebook groups in Canada. And I think people in Canada want this. Um, you know, you said, uh, I don't know what was your stat about people eating fast food, but I read somewhere one out of every four Americans eats fast food every single day. That would make sense. Yeah, yeah of course. And, and I'm really <coughs> about, I'm very disheartened about, you know, Chick-fil-A opening up left, right, and center all over oh the place God. growing. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why the stats on the number of animals uh, being slaughtered has not declined because people may be reducing their consumption of beef, and pork, thank God, pigs, who yeah. have the emotional and intellectual development of toddler human children yes. and are far smarter than our, um, sorry about this, Rico, our, <laughs> our, our beautiful little Rico and his other dog friends, but they're, they're eating chicken like it's going out of style, and I hope it goes out of style, and you know they are totally disconnected from chicken as individuals yeah. that are capable of suffering, and I... I often cite this, I was at this place in <clears throat> going to a veg fest and um, this very nice lady was pitching her hotel and she said, we've got this and we've got a pool and we've got this and we've got wings. We've got wings. Oh and after, my God. after they walked away, I walked up to that lady and I said, <coughs> like they fall out of the sky. Right. Um, they're not falling out of the sky. These are Sentient beings who lived yeah. horrific deaths and died horrific deaths, yes. lived horrific lives and died horrific deaths, and they are, um, you know, if I pulled your arm out of your socket and said, hey, we've got arms, how would you feel about it? Oh, yeah. And so there's this real disconnect when it comes to chickens, 
95% of all animal products consumed are chicken. Yeah. So what are you going to do to address the <clears throat> issue? And, you know, I could talk for a second if you want to grab a, a, a glass. No, 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 I'm good. So, okay. um, Go you know, at our restaurants, we feature um, uh, amazing uh, chicken tenders. And then I say chicken with air quotes because no animals were harmed in the making of the chicken tenders. We also have chicken sandwiches. Um, we have chicken nuggets. Again, using air quotes. Here's, here's the important thing. As more, and we've served probably millions of people now. We've been in business since uh, 2016. So as we expose more and more people to an alternative and get them thinking, that's really the key. Ultimately, we want people to have some plant-based meals, and we believe that they'll start to ask themselves those questions. Um, you know, I see a lot of people that somehow think uh, it's bad to eat cows and lambs, but chickens are okay for some reason. To go back to your other question, though, Jane, we are getting inquiries for plant power restaurants from all over the world, from Canada, from all over Europe, Central and South America, the Middle East. And so we certainly see the potential for plant power to be that big. And we're not crazy. We have some work to do. You know, we have to build a new organization. Um, we've hired an extraordinary restaurant CFO. We want to get out there and have an impact. And we want people to understand that plant-based food is cruelty free it's better for you it's better for the planet it's better for the animals regarding chick-fil-a if you drive on the 10 freeway out to our redlands location there's a big billboard and it's kind of patterned after the chick-fil-a billboard and there's a picture of a chicken looking up and it's that kind of graffiti and it says eat more vegetables so we're, yeah. kind of, we're, we're going right at it and people are we're using a sense of humor we don't want to bludgeon people over the heads but we do want to wake them up to the reality that their food choices cause uh, incalculable suffering. I mean, more suffering than any of us can imagine. Yeah, and uh, we are getting so many comments here. Lucido says, spread to, spread to the Bay Area, Portland, Seattle, Chicago, Phoenix, yes. Vegas, everywhere. And we also have John Zucker, who says, willing and ready to invest in a place in New York. So maybe you should Facebook John Zucker when this is over. John, um, reach out to our Facebook page and say hello. We'll connect. Yes, absolutely. And Tracy Child says the growth of this industry is phenomenal. By the way, we have people watching from all over the world. We have Gad Hakimi watching from Israel. Right? Hey, Gad. And by the way, I believe that Tel Aviv is one of the biggest vegan you know, capitals of the world these days, which is really exciting. We'd love to be there. Yeah, it's a global movement. Oh, this fall, Jane Unchained did a whole Jane Unchained Europe. We went to Berlin, uh, Luxembourg, Zurich. That was my team. We had Danny Rukin in London, and uh, she even stopped over in Iceland, and there's a vegan movement in Iceland. Wow. It's truly global. So uh, I wonder... You know, where does I don't, I'm not a business person. In fact, I'm the opposite of a business person. I'm always negotiating the wrong way for myself. But um, how do you go from being, you know, I, I hear these stories about McDonald's, uh, you know, it started out as one little store and now it's, you know, the biggest, well, one of the biggest killers of animals in the world. Yeah. But how do you get from being plant power fast food with three restaurants to plant power fast food, hopefully? globally yeah that is that is the the big question and and my partners and i have been contemplating that since we opened our first restaurant in ocean beach the first question was will this work um will the crowds come and then from a business point of view would we be profitable and i'm not going to quote boring stats and figures but the fact is 
Our restaurants are extremely profitable. Our per unit average sales is higher than every fast food restaurant in the U.S. other than McDonald's and Chick-fil-A and maybe Chipotle. So we're doing great and, and our businesses are profitable. We're going right now from three guys who are building restaurants with our team. We have a nice team now to three guys who are building a new company that will build restaurants. So that's the big transition we're in right now. And actually we're in our, I, I don't know if I could talk about this out, out loud, but we are basically raising funds for a new parent company called the Plant Power Restaurant Group. And the idea behind this co uh, company is to build the infrastructure to support corporate and franchise development in the U.S. and also to be able to build teams and structures outside of the U.S. It'll take time. You know, we're just getting started, but that's the vision. We didn't do this to have a small impact. We did this to have a large impact. And we're hoping that as our profitability continues to accelerate, that we can attract uh, capital and also the um, support of people who have done this before. Because there are people out there in the world that get up every morning and they know how to take a restaurant train from 50 units to 300. A lot of people do that. So we've been in conversations with those types of people. We've got a phenomenal restaurant CFO. We've got a big vision and we're doing the best we can. Wow. Well, now so many of the popular vegan brands have been bought up by the big companies and some vegans get upset about that. I'm like, hallelujah. We don't want this to be some exclusive yeah. club. I often say when I, I became a vegan 22 years ago, I'd walk into a vegan restaurant. I knew everybody. I knew the waiter and it was empty. Now I go to a vegan restaurant. I can't get a table. Right. Come back next Thursday. You know, um, which nothing makes me happier than waiting for a table at a vegan restaurant yes, I wait for my yes. lifetime. Uh, but um, these big companies see it. I mean, even I think the head of Tyson said the future of food yeah. may be meatless. Um, they're buying them up. If some big, big corporation said, wow, I like your model. And by the way, I've been there. The food tastes great. Um, it's the best vegan milkshake I've ever had in my life. Um, and uh, just great food. Uh, and so big company comes in and says, okay, I like your model. I want to buy you. We're going to open you up 500 <laughs> stores, 1,000 stores. We know how to do this. Would you um, be willing to go, go that route? Well, there's two issues. There's number one is would we want to be bought out in its entirety? And right now the partners and I have really kind of decided that we want plant power to be what we call an evergreen company. We want to continue to build and expand this company and be at the helm for many years to come. That said, we have actually been approached by um, some larger capital. We haven't been approached by major restaurant groups yet, but if a major restaurant group that was serving meat now wanted to come and kind of open a plant power division be a franchise partner, perhaps be a capital partner, we would absolutely welcome that because our goal is to move money from the animal agriculture model to the plant-based model. Not everybody is going to be a, you know, a vegan hippie yogi like me, and that's fine. But if people want to um, shift their business models towards plant-based and if they want to help us grow, we welcome that 100%. Oh, we've got people watching from all over the world. We have uh, Shoemaker, Hi, Brent Shoemaker, watching from Calgary, uh, Alberta, Canada. Uh, Carol Hannon, North Miami here, Jane, just had a steak, a cauliflower <laughs> steak. No pain, no pain <laughs> and suffering. And nice. uh, yes, so listen, we have to take a quick break. We're going to take the break on Voice America Radio. And I always want to give a shout out to Voice America Radio. Um, we are uh, 
very lucky to be able to have this radio station allow us to talk about this because one of the big problems is the media doesn't talk about it as much as it should. And the reason is obvious. I mean, come on, look at the fast food commercials on their air and the pharmaceutical commercials when you get high cholesterol and all sorts of other problems uh, like erectile dysfunction from eating a, a, a meat and dairy saturated diet. So we're always very appreciative to Voice America influencers and our executive producer, Tacey Trump, and A-Rod, who's in the control room, who says, let's take a brief break, but we're going to stay live on Facebook, and we'll be back in a second on Voice America Influencers. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. There's a new force to be reckoned with in talk radio. It's not just talk radio. Hosted by LaTanya Jr. and co-host Tina Wynn and Tony Brown. Not Just Talk Radio is like a superhero. Inspiring, problem-solving, and informing. Packed with action-provoking conversations from news, movements, and social and politics issues. This program is about a wide range of voices and fresh points of view from experts, celebrities, and you, the listener. Not Just Talk Radio is broadcast live Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in to the Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers for entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussions with some of the top stars in their fields. From business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, and literature, Tony's guests share their success and give their wisdom. If you're looking to manifest your vision and see how others have done so, be sure to listen to the Tony D'Urso Show every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers channel. Do you believe that being fit is difficult? Do you think it requires turning in your favorite comfort foods for boring chicken and broccoli and spending hours in a gym? It doesn't. Tune into Have It All with Devin Alexander. Devin and her guest experts will show you how you can have it all at any age, from relationships to money to thinking bigger than you've ever imagined. Devin will fast track your goals to yummy reality. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Jane Unchained. To reach the show today, call in to 1 866 472 5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email in to News at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Hello. We are so excited to be here with one of the founders and one of the leaders of Plant Power Fast Food. He and his team are doing incredible work. Three restaurants, a fourth, ready to open and talk of going global. Let's go to the calls. We are going to start with Shannon in Florida. Your question or thought, Shannon. This is so exciting, and I can't wait to, uh, next time in California, definitely going to try it out. Can't wait to you guys are in Florida. But um, I, I wanted to ask, well, first of all, there's so many vegans that, you know, used to work in restaurants, and lots of new vegans that are coming of age to work at places, and fast food often a place where people get their first job. So this is super exciting because 
so many people now who aren't comfortable being around these decomposing body parts of animals yes. that they really care about. And I was wondering, um, is there any other kind of cool things for employees that you guys do? Shannon, thank you. Great question. And by the way, I, I, I love your question because uh, my, my job uh, career years ago was veggie waiter, and it was very, very limited back in the 80s. And I always felt that I couldn't serve animal products, although I know a lot of people have to make a living and take jobs. Hold they on. Can. I got to tell you, yeah. I've only been fired, like walked out, you know, <laughs> get out once. <laughs> that was when I was in high school and my friend was working at this place and I said, okay, I'll go to work there. And, uh, you know, after school and it was a burger joint and I would lecture people about not ordering the burgers. And oh after my God. A of days, they literally walked me out. <laughs> I want to I want to answer Shannon's question, but I got to tell you about the story too. When I was like maybe nineteen, I got a job at a movie theater here in the San Fernando Valley back when it was like one big screen, and I actually told them that I wouldn't serve the hot dogs, and they hired me anyway. Unbelievable. Yeah. Anyway, Shannon, yeah, we do a lot for employees, and uh, what we're always working with is this puzzle of economy. In other words, getting a living wage to our employees making sure there's enough profit for our investors, making sure the prices are low enough, and it's challenging for us. So the first thing that we've done is we've implemented a program where our customers are, are allowed to and or encouraged to tip on the kiosk, and that actually builds the wage of our employees quite a bit. Um, the other thing we do is that we bonus our employees. So when we've had a successful quarter, we feel that if our investors are winning, our employees need to win as well, and so we bonus them as much as, as we can. Of course, to get free food every day, and the employee uh, factor has been really exciting for us, Shannon, because we attract a lot of inspired vegans who are like part of the mission. And I think it's their love and their intentions and their excitement that has had a lot to do with the magic that people feel when they walk into plant power. And that's not to say that we only hire vegans. We love hiring lots of other folks as well. And those young people find themselves kind of uh, in vegan culture at Plant Power. And we see okay. a lot of them transform and tell us, oh my God, I've, I've gone vegan or I've gone vegetarian. So it's really exciting for us. Thank you for, for that question, Shannon. We're doing the best we can. I'm always excited when we get global callers. Jane Mumford, wishing you much more plant-based, cruelty-free options and wish you would come to my area in Somerset, England. By the Let's way, go. London is considered the number one. I... I basically think it could be Berlin. I was just blown away by Berlin's vegan options. But London, Berlin, Tel Aviv, L.A., New York. Yeah. But guess what? I was just in Utah it's in Salt Lake City, and they had six incredible, I mean incredible vegan restaurants. Let's go to the next caller, Paige Agora Hills. Paige, your question or thought? Yes, hi. How are you guys doing today? Good, so, thank you. Uh, my question, Hi. So my question actually is, I've been having a dialogue with a couple of people about, you know, when they say, you know, I want my meat, I deserve it, I like the taste, I'm not changing. What do you say to that? What do you say to that? Oh my, that's a great question. So the question, and I'll, I'll let Jane jump in as well because I know she has a lot to say. The question is, right, um, do I have free will, right? The question is, can I make my own choices? And the answer is yes, you get to make all of your own choices right up until the point where your choices impact others. And what I say to them is, yes, you have a right to eat whatever you want until your choice causes suffering for others. And I use the word others rather than animals because I want people to understand that animals are sentient beings. So we're not, we're not just causing 
pain for some unknown being someplace. There's a real person there as, as you know, a non-animal person. And so I bring that up. And, and, you know, when we're trying to convince people or allow people to see a change, you know, I think that we need to do it in a loving way. So the first thing I would say is like, I understand how you feel. Let me explain to you why I have made this choice. And maybe that would shed some light for you. I have chosen not to do something that causes pain for someone else. Well, you know, this is the big quandary of our times. How do Isn't we it? wake people up? I've literally kind of lost a lot of my close <laughs> friends over this issue. My best friend from high school, um, we can't talk about it. I'll send her an email with a link to a story about the enormous impact of animal agriculture on climate change. No response. In fact, I write songs. I just wrote a vegan anthem, which we're going to debut here on Jane Unchained. Nice. big video. Go vegan, go. And I'm going to write another song, which I've already kind of jotted down, called No Reply. So um, a lot of times people want to gauge with me, um, but then if I want to talk about this issue, boom, no reply. Yeah. Yeah. And so the lyrics go, no reply while they die and I cry. Because it's really sad to me, and it breaks my heart, that these otherwise very compassionate people have a firewall up when it comes to this issue. And it's because they're brainwashed. You know, our society is subjecting people to thousands, hundreds of thousands of images every year, possibly even millions, that subliminally equate eating dead animals and dead animal byproducts with patriotism, upward mobility, keeping up with the Joneses, family <clears throat> values. Um, we all know that dairy uh, is targeted to women so, you know, the yoga pose, and then they grab the yogurt, and men are targeted to beef. It's the firefighter and the guy in the truck with the, with the tailgating, with the, with the meat. This is all stuff that is made up by, by basically um, the advertising industry. There's actually no connection. If anything, meat causes erectile dysfunction. So... How do we counteract that? That's what I can't, you know, we have a one contributor of our 70 plus contributors around the world who calls herself animal hostage negotiator. She was on. I said, what is that about? She said, well, I've studied FBI hostage negotiating techniques. Wow. Use the same exact techniques because somebody's holding a gun at somebody's head in a bank. You can't just lecture them. You've yeah. got to get them to come to the conclusion, put down the gun and walk out. It's in your best interest. And yeah. it's the same thing. We, the people who eat animals are holding these animals hostages. They may as well be holding a gun to the head of the 250 or 300 animals they consume every year. And uh, uh, I was like, wow, that's really interesting. So what are your thoughts on that, Jeff? Well, you know, that, that's a great question. One of, the, one of the things I like to, I mean, some people will respond to the understanding that you're causing pain to other beings, you know? Um, but something I like to share with people is the fact that, and I've said this time and time again, as people embark upon veganism or a cruelty-based, a cruelty-free lifestyle, something extraordinary happens. It's not just that, they're, that their uh, body feels better, and it's not just that maybe they've solved their erectile dysfunction or whatever other issue that they're dealing with. But there are, they begin to see the world in a completely new and transformed way. I mean, we live in the world, I'm going to get a little spiritual here, I hope it's okay. We live in the world of seeing others as other. You know, we see animals as others. We see uh, 
uh, Muslims, Christians, Jews, Republicans, Democrats, where you live in the world of otherness, me and you, my team and your team. And I really do believe that a cruelty-free lifestyle is spiritually transforming. Because when you can look into the eyes of a chicken or a fish and see sentience and realize you've been lied to your entire life, right? When you start to unravel that one lie, this foundation of otherness, which is that it's okay to kill animals, it can transform you in a lot of profound ways. So, you know, I think that veganism and a cruelty-free lifestyle is actually a doorway that leads to all sorts of extraordinary transformation. And the people that can speak to it are the people who have gone through that transformation. I mean, I was 14 when I began to make these kind of new choices, but the entire arc of my life has been informed by the idea of doing as little harm as possible to others. It's deep for people, but I think that there's something to talk about there. I just love what you said. It's just one of the best. I want to take that sound and put it all over the place because that's <laughs> one of the best things that I've ever heard. Danny Rukin, one of our great contributors out of Portland, says it's not a personal choice when there's a victim. I've yes. been there too. I grew up eating steaks and shops, but I opened my mind and heart when I learned the truth of animal agriculture. Why not just eat a juicy plant-based burger with melted vegan cheese and all the fixings? The only exactly. thing is the cruelty. I love that. I love that as a tagline. The only thing missing is the cruelty. But you, know, you raised this incredible point that you have people running around, like uh, this woman getting out of a yoga class. She had a, a shirt on that said, kindness. And yes. I, I looked at her, I said, oh, you're vegan. And she looked at me like, right. uh, ah, I guess not. So the <laughs> kindness, here's our fingers. We, we extend kindness to the edge of our being and our family. Yeah. And the whole point is to take that circle of compassion and pull it out to include other beings. And when we do that, we get the God consciousness. Why is it that so many people who talk about ahimsa, when I target posts, I always put in ahimsa and yoga. Because all those people, not to mention environmentalists, so-called environmentalists, should be eating a plant-based diet. Uh, As soon as I get invited, which I get invitations all the time to environmental events and galas, blah, blah, blah. And the first thing I write back is, is this a plant-based dinner? Yes. Uh, Because obviously animal agriculture is one of the leading causes of climate change. Indeed, many argue it's the leading cause of climate change, even though Al Gore, you know, downplays it because um, I I really don't know. I mean, he's got enough money. I don't understand why he's so afraid of talking about this issue. Um, you know, Dr. Selesh Rao, uh, one of the creators of the Internet, split from Al Gore because of his refusal to discuss this issue. Al Gore recently did a 24-hour uh, telethon online, and when Moby was up and tried to talk about it, uh, Al Gore was polite but kind of started downplaying it. And, you know, yeah. it's just like, why are you out of your mind? I call it the really inconvenient truth. It's the really inconvenient truth. And when I talk to environmental groups and I got ahead of a big environmental group on the phone once using all my journalistic tricks, and I said, why don't you talk about that? He says, we don't want to go there. I said, why not? They said, well, our donor base. It's all about money. They don't want to make their donor base uncomfortable. They don't want to tell their donor base, no, you can't just point over there and say you over there and the Paris Climate Accords and this, that, everybody else is doing it wrong. You got to look in the mirror and you got to say, it's me. I'm (laughs) causing climate change. They don't want 
to put their donors who give them money in that position so they don't talk about the most important issue of all. It requires a personal sacrifice to make a real change. It requires that, as Gandhi said, we be the change that we want to see. I want to reflect on your allegory of the woman with the yoga mat. You know, I've spent over 30 years in the yoga and, and uh, meditation communities. And there's a, <clears throat> these are beautiful communities, and there's a lot of beautiful things that happen there, a lot of growth. And often we sit around with our, our cool hippie beads, and we chant things in Sanskrit that translate into, may all beings be happy. And we talk about it a lot in uh, meditation groups or yoga classes. And then people will walk out of that meditation group or yoga class and, and have a, a chicken salad sandwich, and it's somehow okay because it's free range or whatever. And so we need to really create the connection that the first step towards leading a beautiful life is to notice whatever suffering we're, we've, we're creating and try to reduce it. And without that, I, I really don't believe any spirituality is real. I mean, without love and nonviolence, spirituality is just a fashion trend. So we all have a responsibility, especially in that community, to really look at ourselves. Yes, and we just had a great comment here along those lines. I'm trying to get it. Anyway, this woman said she became vegan eight years ago. And, you know, people yeah. become vegan for whatever reason, and then they start seeing – sometimes they do it for their That's health. That's true. And yeah, you're right. Seeing the moral implications, um, you know, but this is true of every great movement where I, I often think, you know, you look at it statistically. I read this article. They say, you know, everybody says, if I was living in Nazi Germany, I would have done something. <laughs> if I was living in uh, the South during the time of slavery, I would have done something. The statistics show 99.9% of the people did yes. absolutely nothing. Yes. And the one, the point one percent or whatever percentage, small tiny percentage who did stand up, did so at their own risk. And if you look at the people who ran the Underground Railroad um, that led right to Detroit and to the river, very short river crossing to Canada, where those who escaped slavery would be free, those people living in the North risked their lives, their livelihoods. They could be arrested. They could lose their jobs. Their families could be devastated. So. There's a reason why people don't speak up. Well, we, um, lose our, we can lose our status and our social standing, but it's worth it. What? Well, we can, we, our social standing and our status can be impacted. I've, I've had corporate jobs where I'm sitting around the table with everybody and everyone's he, eating steak and lobster and I'm ordering my little veggie platter. And, you know, it's, um, it is, there is this culture of it's not manly. And you have to be able to stand in your truth. And when you do that, sometimes you may take a hit here or there. I've heard like, oh, yeah, Jeff's the hippie vegan guy. And I think it's probably impacted my career at some point, but I don't care. I'd rather stand in my truth and as a result of that, you know, kind of harness a greater inner power. But you're right. Uh, most people that are alive today that criticize slavery or Nazi Germany, if they were in that situation at that time, they probably wouldn't resist. The vegans and the animal rights activists of today, I, I think, are the real heroes. I really do yeah. believe that. Absolutely. And, you know... That's why I say my employer right now is whoever's yes. up there, upstairs. Yes. I work for him or her or they. <laughs> All right, we're going to take another quick break. We're going to remain live on Facebook. So that means we're still on camera. We'll be back with Voice America Influencers in a moment. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Sustainable success. 
is just around the corner. If you are an entrepreneur, business leader, or anybody looking for their next level of success, tune into Sustainable Success with host Chris Salem. Did you know that the path to success is a long path that started many years ago? The path you started on then determines what is happening now. Chris and his amazing guests in their field will help you navigate the path to sustainable success every Thursday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Financial freedom and money are subjects that many people are uncomfortable discussing. These don't have to be. Listen for Money, Mindset, and Love with Thomas DeShooter. We're all about sharing ideas with tips, amazing guests, and input from you, the listeners. It's time to dream big and help each other reach our goals. Not only will you get closer to financial freedom, but you'll learn more about spirituality, work-life balance, and empowerment. Listen live Thursdays at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern, on Voice America Influencers. It's time to unlock some of the best-kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We get Guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Jane Unchained. To reach the show today, call in to 1 866 472 5795. That's 1 866 472 5795. You may also send an email in to News at gmail.com. Now back to the show. And we are here with Jeff Harris, one of the founders and, and uh, part of the amazing leadership team at Plant Power Fast Food, 100% vegan fast food restaurant, three and growing. Uh, taking on McDonald's. Let's go to the caller, Richard in Beverly Hills. Your question or thought, Richard? Hello, Jeff. Um, Hello. I just joined in late. My, my question to you, I'm a good friend of Lisa's, is with your chain of um, these fast food vegan restaurants, as they become more and more popular, don't you think that all the other chains are going to start selling the same food? And uh, do you think that will affect uh, yours? So in other words, they'll be able to go to Burger King or McDonald's and get yeah. vegan food right there as well. Richard, it's a great question. I think one way to look at it is that ultimately, if the major chains start to add more and more vegan options to the menu, I think it could, in fact, impact our business or our growth to some degree. But also, the upside of that would be extraordinary in terms of their ability to reach more and more people with plant-based options. Obviously, we have a team uh, an employee group, an investor group, and we want to succeed and we want to build. Um, and something I mentioned earlier was we are hoping that people can uh, smell the authenticity of our brand um, to understand the sustainability of our brand as well. You know, our cups are not made from plastic, as an example. They're made from plant-based materials. Um, we hope that as we continue to grow, and we, we're going to have one of the first plant-based solar-powered restaurants opening in Long Beach very soon. So we hope that we're bringing something new and innovative to the world. And as people wake up, um, that they'll support a brand like ours over those other brands. But if those other brands start adding more and more vegan options to their menus, it could also hearken a large societal change. And we have to welcome that as well. 
It's a great question, Richard. Thank you. You are you are so amazing, Jeff, because you just illustrated what I would call compassionate capitalism. Sure, we all have to live and survive, and sure, we we like money, you know, <laughs> but but there's a more important calling, and. Uh, you know, one of the things that I've learned studying this movement is that there is natural abundance. There yes. is plenty of food to feed everybody. There's plenty of space to shelter everybody. We have created artificial scarcity so that when you deprive somebody of something, then you can charge more and make a profit. Has value. We stopped yeah. killing all the animals who eat 40 times what they produce as meat or dairy. Practically 40 times what they produce as meat or dairy. The most inefficient food source on the planet. We would have plenty of food. We could feed all that soy and that grain and that corn directly to starving children in the third world, eliminate human world hunger, and have a world of abundance. But our system currently is based on getting people to kill through eating animals, then getting them sick and diseased because they eat animals. And the profit centers are based on death, disease, and suffering. This is the sad truth. The pharmaceutical industry, big ag, the military industrial complex, by the way, it was a conservative Republican, General Eisenhower, when he was president, who talked about the military industrial complex, that bureaucracies feed on themselves and want to perpetuate themselves and grow. So, if you look at our entire society, we have to have a societal change. And what you just said, Jeff, that you're really more interested, as much as you love your company, uh, of having a social shift. I mean, I think that says it all. And I'll, and I'll admit to you, and also to Richard, um, that when I saw, you know, Carl's Jr. and Del Taco and Taco Bell coming out with their vegan options, yes, there's definitely the ego part of me that got a little scared, like, whoa, we got to get ahead of this. But um, I... As Jane said, that sense of abundance, um, what happens when we're aligned and we do the right thing. But yeah, I, I, I get scared. We want to grow. We want to have a thousand restaurants one day. Yet, I have to stay conscious of the fact that our goal is uh, a vegan planet, as crazy as it might sound. Richard, no, thanks for asking that crazy question. At all. In fact, I'm working with Dr. Selesh Rao, who is one of the founders of the internet. We're just wrapping up a documentary on his Vegan World 2026 because he's pointed out that we've already killed well over 60% of all mm. wildlife vertebrates on this planet. Wow. That means wild animals with bones. Yeah. And when we're talking rhinos and, bo- and bobcats and leopards yeah. and elephants and giraffes. And, you know, yes, it's the people shooting them, but it's more the habitat that we're robbing them of to grow crops to feed animals. Animal ag- 83% of agricultural land is used in some way, shape, or form for animal agriculture, either to have the cattle grazing or to grow crops to feed the animals trapped in these concentrated animal feeding operations called CAFOs or factory farms. So um, we have to have a vegan world by 2026. We have we to really, trans- We really do. You reminded me. Oh, people, the Bill Gates of the world, know this. They're aware yeah. of it. That's why they're investing. The, the heads of the big technology companies, Tyson, one of the biggest killers of animals on the planet, is investing in Beyond Meat. But, by the way, you know, Bill Gates, if you're listening, please give me a call. We're standing by for the James Cameron. Arnold Schwarzenegger, all you guys, give me a call as soon as you can. But, but let me say this. Leonardo. Talking about abundance, you know, I don't think you have to worry about the fact that Beyond Meat Burger is offering burgers because look at the number of fast food restaurants are out there. I drive down a, a strip here, you know, in the Venice, Santa Monica area, yeah. 
and all you see is one fast food joint after the next. And so, wow, people eat three times a day. Uh, there's 300 million plus people on this planet. Nobody's going to go out of business if they're serving fast food. Um, yes. Another quick question, which is, again, a provo provocative, tough question. What about those in there <clears> who <throat> are some here who are like, well, it's not health. It's not the optimum health. Sure. I'm doing a juice cleanse right now, but there's always the option to eat um, comfort food. And to that, I say to people, look, go and ask that question to McDonald's and Burger King. Go ask that question to the school systems feeding the kids horrible food yeah. that cholesterol laden and processed meat that is cancer causing. That's the difference. Your it's burgers a, are not cancer causing. That's correct. And it's a great question. People ask us all the time. Because a lot of folks in, uh, you know, the vegan community is comprised of a lot of people who are here for ethical reasons. And there's a lot of people in the vegan and plant-based world that are very conscious of eating healthy, um, as organic as possible, GMO-free. So we understand this question. The first thing I want to say is we wanted to create a soft, non-judgmental landing spot for people to try a plant-based diet. So as I said before, most of the time, the way I eat is some brown rice, sprouts, and tofu, and legumes and all that but we wanted to create an opportunity for people who weren't even thinking about this to explore plant-based that said let me let me say the following our products have zero cholesterol our products are not carcinogenic um, there's no casein in the dairy because there's no dairy and the casein is known to be a, a factor in cancer so when you have a, a plant power I'm gonna use my air quotes uh, a bacon cheeseburger there's zero cholesterol. A lot of the chemicals and the artificial additives that you would find in normal products are not there. It's 100 times healthier than a burger that you would get at Burger King, In-N-Out, or McDonald's. However, um, it tastes good. There's some fat there. There's some calorie there. Of course, we understand that. There's some sodium there. That's healthier than your meat burger. But then we can move through the plant power spectrum. So we also have healthy wraps and we have salad, and we also have raw items. So Plant Power was designed to be a spectrum of food choices that meet people where they at. For that steak and potatoes friend of yours, they would never come and have one of our raw tacos, give them the bacon cheeseburger or the Big Zach. But for those of you who are trying to eat healthier and are doing yoga and working out and just wanna feel good all the time, get our, our, our lighter stuff. You know, it's funny for me because people who eat meat and come to Plant Power, tell me that after they've had one of their, our burgers, they feel fantastic, they feel great. But I understand that a lot of us are trying to eat even lighter than that. So we have a full spectrum for people and we like to meet people where they are. What I find interesting is that, are you healthy? Where is the question to the McDonald's, Burger King, Chick-fil-A of the world? Yes. Where, when are we gonna start asking them those questions? We're often held to a higher standard and I understand that. Um, I used to work at a place called Following Heart years ago. A lot of you are probably familiar with their veginase or dressings or cheese products. And uh, at Following Heart, people often come in uh, and be very, very critical of certain things that they might have in their vitamin aisle or other places in the store. And so while I understand that as a vegan and an animal rights activist, um, it's equally important that we support businesses that are part of the change. And we don't... Um, get overly critical of, of people who are really trying to make this world a better place. We're doing our best, by the way. Oh, yeah. Progress, not perfection. And by the way, the food tastes delicious. Thank you. So, oh, my gosh. There are so many comments here. 
never been. How are you unique from Veggie Grill? That's a great question. So first of all, we love Veggie Grill and Native Foods and Loving Hut and all these other restaurants. And I have a Veggie Grill not far from my house, so I Grubhub it quite often. It's awesome. And I know the folks, some of the people that started that. So Veggie Grill is what we would call kind of a fast, casual restaurant. Um, in terms of the style, it's a little bit differentiated from a traditional fast food restaurant like um, McDonald's or Burger King or In-N-Out. So Veggie Grill has a lot of crossover with Plant Power. You know, they've got some burgers, I believe some good fries and things like that. Stylistically, um, we are much more like your kind of standard drive through fast food restaurant. And we did that on purpose. I have a feeling that Veggie Grill are, is drawing a lot of people who are either plant-based or curious about plant-based or want to eat healthier. Plant Power has actually got a, a little bit of a wider um, appeal to people that w aren't even thinking about any of those things, but they hear that our burgers and fries and shakes are great. So technically, their prices are probably a little bit higher, which is appropriate for being a fast casual restaurant. We're in the fast food space, so our pricing needs to be a little lower, and we have to have a faster ticket time. And of course, we have some drive-through units as well. But it's a great question. I'm a huge Veggie Grill fan. All right, I have to end with a very provocative question. Have Please. you ever had anybody go into the restaurant, eat it, love it, say, this is great, and then you tell them, you know, by the way, there's no dead animals <laughs> in there, and they go, what? And they get yeah. upset. Yeah. Well, I haven't had anyone get upset, but I remember uh, not too long ago, I was at our Encinitas restaurant, and, you know, uh, we have quotes, you know, around our products, you know. We would need the vegans to understand, yes, this is vegan. And we need the mediators not to be fooled because that wouldn't go over well. And this woman was in line and I said, hey, have you been here before? She goes, yeah. She goes, this is the best grass-fed beef I've ever had. <laughs> so she was kind of getting the kind of echo sustainability model, but she wasn't quite grasping that this was not actually meat. Um, and a lot of people, uh, especially parents. Did you tell her? I did. I did. I explained what was going on to her, and she was really happy to hear it. And I see uh, parents bring their kids in, and, you know, their kids might be eating McDonald's and Burger King. Maybe the parents are starting to go plant-based or vegan. So they're not necessarily telling the kids, this is vegan. They're just like, check out the burger and the fries. So I see a lot of people bring their, uh, their non-vegan friends into plant power. They like to fool them. I used to do that at home for years. I would have uh, vegan Thai food dinner parties. My, my friends would be shocked that I was serving uh, what appeared to be pork and chicken and things like that. And, uh, and then, of course, once dinner's over, I would let them know, yeah, that was all plant-based. If you can't tell the difference, <laughs> why kill an animal? Or exactly. as Bauer says, if you can go through life causing less suffering, why wouldn't you? Yes, exactly. Jeff, we're just at the end of the time. I want to say that you are fantastic. Thank you, sweetie. I, you give me hope. You know, you give me hope because every morning I wake up and I go and I read online yeah. and I subscribe to the New York Times and other publications. And I just read, you know, my mom was born in Puerto Rico in 1916. She lived to almost 99 and a half and she was the original animal rights activist. Um, and uh, in the rainforest that she loved so much, there's complete devastation. Now mm. they're not seeing the birds or we are destroying our ecosystem. And uh, it, it just... It kills me. But then when I hear you speak, I get hope again. Thank so you. we can all change this. 80% of what people eat is already plant-based. We can bring that 20% down to zero in eight years, and we can save our planet. Otherwise, it's over. 
I so, agree. And this show is over. We want to thank Jeff Harris, Plant Power Fast Food, and his entire thank team. You. you are my hero. See thank you. Next you. Time. Thanks, Jane. Woo! <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to Jane Unchained. We hope you'll join Jane Velez Mitchell for the next edition of her program next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Meanwhile, have a peaceful week.